I asked someone I know to provide me with some information that I likely would not know. And he came through by checking out his pre-calc book and providing me with an equation that is far beyond my level of mathematical understanding. Here's what he came up with. And he informed me how this is to be pronounced. Tangent of theta squared equals the mi um, 1 minus the cosine of 2 theta over 1 plus the cosine of 2 theta. It might as well be a sentence in Swahili as far as I'm concerned. I don't get it. But I have recently come across some other equations which include equal signs, which I do understand. One of them is 8 equals 12 with a slash through it, 14. The other one, 6 equals 15. That I understand. Now, out of context, those simple equations probably don't make any sense at all. However, when seen where I saw them, namely printed on the wrapping surrounding rolls of paper towels, they made perfect sense. The manufacturer was saying to the potential buyer, if you buy eight of these giant rolls, it's the equivalent of getting 12, no, make that 14 regular rolls of paper towel. Not to be outdone, the other manufacturer came up with six equals 15. <laughs> and those rolls really are big. One of them barely fits on our little dispenser thing. <laughs> those numbers are nothing, however, compared to another set of figures, which is really, truly eye-popping and mind-boggling. It looks like this. One equals somewhere around 20 billion. Yes, there is one entity which has the capacity of absorbing billions upon billions of something. Something very negative, actually. And that awesome ability to absorb is presented by the prophet Isaiah in his 53rd chapter. Surely he, that is Jesus, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The number that I presented here, 20 billion, is a very rough approximation of the number of people who have lived on planet Earth from its beginning, based on the calculations of certain Bible scholars. Only God, of course, knows precisely how many people have been conceived and born since the time of the Earth's creation. But there are those whose studies suggest that there might have been as many as 9 billion people living prior to the flood, and that post-flood, there may have been a couple billion filling the period between that event and our own modern time, when there now are apparently about 7 to 7.5 billion people on Earth. Whatever the actual number is, it's huge. And that means that there is a huge problem. 
a problem which has affected every single human being since the fall. As diverse as the human race has become, there is one way in which every single human being who has ever lived, no matter where that life has been lived, is exactly the same. We all were conceived in sin, born in sin, and have lived lives of sin, which means that now every single one of us by nature is in line for God's wrath and punishment and deserve his eternal destruction. No matter who reads Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the description applies. You were dead in trespasses and sins. Or as he wrote to the Romans, through one man sin entered the world, that's Adam, and death through sin. And thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Or he told the Corinthians, in Adam all die. And since every single one of us is by nature sinful, we are all incapable of ridding ourselves of that sin. You can't get rid of an oil stain by rubbing more oil on it. You can't get rid of a grass stain by rubbing it with more grass. Neither can a uh, sinner remove sin. We are all like an unclean thing, Isaiah wrote elsewhere. And all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. We are all aware of how pervasive sin is in our own lives. We transgress God's will many times every day. Now, multiply that approximate number by every single day that we have lived, then multiply that number by the billions of people who have lived on planet Earth, and there is an enormous figure. You've got a staggering amount of sin, an incredible accumulation of guilt. Nor, no mere mortal could even begin to bear such a load on our behalf. And so the task of cleaning up the cataclysmic mess of our sins was given to the only human who is not only human. Jesus, the Son of God, who is also Son of Man. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As true God, Jesus possessed and possesses unlimited strength. He was the one who came onto the scene to bear upon himself, to take upon himself, to absorb the sins of all people of all time. One equals about 20 billion. He became the sole substitute for the entire human race. God put on him the guilt of billions and then unleashed on him the wrath that had pent up in a holy God toward us billions. Thy cross, not mine, O Christ, has borne the awful load of sins that none could bear but the incarnate God. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And Peter echoed the same thought in his epistle. Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. Jesus came to serve as substitute for all. He suffered the sentence for all billions. He endured the, uh, the experience of hell for the mass of humanity. And the result is the securing of peace and healing 
for the billions. He himself is the propitiation for our sins, wrote John, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. His blood is the atoning sacrifice for the sins of all people. No debt of sin has been left unpaid. No measure of guilt has been left unabsorbed. And so, nothing can now negate peace with God. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Since the one God-man Jesus took upon himself and the guilt and paid for the guilt of all, all have been justified, all have been declared righteous. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. By the way, if you have absorbed this, simple mathematical equation. If this is something which has found home in your heart by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, you possess and have the most important, the most dramatic, the most amazing piece of mathematical knowledge there is. The awareness that Jesus, the Son of God, has paid the price for every sin of every human being of all time. The love which God showed to us by sending his Son couldn't be greater the formula which he has provided for our salvation couldn't be simpler. One equals billions. One took the place of all. Jesus is the one, the only one, who could and did die for and absorb the sins of the human race. He is the only one in whom complete forgiveness is found, and so is the one to whom all glory and praise belong. We praise him this morning in the form of the four stanzas of Not All the Blood of Beasts Found on the Sheets. 